Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good evening. It is Monday, December 21st, 2015, 8 o'clock on the eastern coast, 5 o'clock on the western coast, and every, all points in between. We've got uh, mountain, and we've got central time, and we've got mountain time. So thank everybody for, I thank everybody for taking the time to come into the call tonight. The topic on the call tonight is banking, and um it's an issue that's got to be brought up from time to time because we've got clients that have, are brand new that make some mistakes, and we've got clients that are, when they go in to open their bank account, and we've got clients that are, are um, have had their programs for some time, and they go in to open up a new account, and it gets all screwed up. And uh, guys, let me let me tell you this: there's a couple things you have to know about banking, and then I'll get specific with um, with uh, setting up. ULLC bank accounts, with setting up trust bank accounts, and with setting up uh, Canadian corporation bank accounts. And the reason I never say U.S. corporations is because a uh, a U.S. Cor- or U.S. an S corp in the United States, the the um, owner of the stock has to be a person. So we can't set it up with the trust. So we don't use S corps. Plus, S corps are not nearly as as flexible as LLCs. LLC is the most um, citizen friendly, I guess you could say, but but uh, entity friendly uh, entity in the U.S. today. As uh, and in Canada, there's, there's some specific things you need to know about setting up bank accounts for um, Canadian corporations. The trust is the same basically, whether it's in the U.S. or if it's in Canada, and the trust should be a fairly a very rather easy bank account to set up for a couple reasons. One. Uh, the U.S. trust account is domiciled in the United States. There should be zero questions about that. The Canadian trust account is domiciled in Canada. It's set up totally out of Canada now. Everything is moved to Canada for the Canadian trust account. So when you're opening up, opening up a bank account for Trust One, Trust Two will never need a bank account. Uh, when you're opening up a trust account for Trust One, you simply take the living trust document, and this is the same for Canada as well. You take the living trust document, and in Canada, you don't take the EIN. You're, you've got an LLC you're going to be receiving, but neither the banker or anybody else has to know anything that the trust has set up a U.S. LLC. That may give them some some reason to question and go through a hassle with you, and, and it does. you don't need that. You don't need a hassle. It's a very simple process if you do it exactly the way you're supposed to do it. And that doesn't mean if you make a little mistake, it's going to throw the whole thing out of kilter. It's not because bankers don't know what you're talking about. And you got to remember, they are only geared to statutory trusts, whether it be U.S. or Canadian. Statutory trusts 
are such as um, um, uh, oh, what am I thinking of here? Living Trust, Living Trust, Charitable Remainder Trust, uh, Crummy Trust, Irrevocable Trust, all statutory. There's different forms of them, like Dynasty Trusts and this and that. Guys, they're all statutory. Statutory means that they are have they're, they're made according to the laws of that the legis, legislators of your particular state or, prom, or province made uh, put together to control and handle uh, that particular type of trust that you're trying to to, to create. Could be any of those trusts, but you've got to keep in mind they're all. They're all created according to the laws of that particular state or uh, province. As a result, they're controlled by that state or province. They can come in anytime they want and take a look at the trust and what's inside the trust. And, and in most cases, you have to have it recorded. And the minute you have anything recorded with your state, with the state or the province, um, they have access to it. They know what's going in there. And I just had the other day uh, an attorney, I don't remember if it was U.S. or Canada, but he had told his client that, no, you have to, that has to be, uh, that has to be recorded. And put any guys, anytime something's recorded, you give, it gives all of your information to, to the um, state or province of which you're putting the trust into. The, the powerful, powerful difference between the STS program and any other program, trust program, uh, regardless if it's set up in, a, regardless what state it's set up, regardless what province it's set up, the um, it is they have knowledge to what you've got in there. The whole purpose of the of the STS program is to provide you with privacy, but most important, the number one item is to take your property out of the venue of citizenship. And and you've all heard me talk about it, or if you're brand new on the trust tonight, if you own anything in your name, that's the first, very first thing I learned 20 years ago, almost, well, we're in our 21st year now. 20 years ago, when I first started researching this, I went to that private seminar in Tampa, and I heard things that blew my mind. I, I had never been taught this in any of my schooling, from kindergarten on up. Uh, through through high school, through college, uh, I've never um, heard, been taught, been uh, never been told this. Okay, and I had my partner was an attorney and a judge. He didn't know it. I've talked to two thousand attorneys in the U.S. and a, and a growing number of attorneys in Canada now, and none of them knew about the power of contract, about the power of private contract, not a contract created. Um, through a state, the laws of a state, the laws of a province, or the law, the federal laws of a country. None of that, none of the attorneys I've talked to knew about that. There were some when I was doing my research that I talked to, but I mean when I called an attorney or an attorney called me and said, what is this thing you've got? And they're an accountant or a CPA. Um, and I start telling them, they said, that's phony, that's a scam, until I started backing it up with case law. And um, then they, everyone that I've talked with that took the time to talk to me or to come to a seminar, everyone without exception, and there's been quite a number of them, um, has said, man, these things are for real. You have to understand the professionals, the, the attorneys, the accountants, the CPAs, the enrolled agents, the tax attorneys,
They only know statutory law. They don't know about the power of private contract. Now, the thing that, even in banking, that really protects this, first of all, when you create your trust, the trust one has, has two purposes. One, to take ownership out of your name. Your assets are no longer owned by you, a citizen. First thing I learned, as I was, uh, as I was mentioning a second ago, is that everything you own, you own, everything you own can be taken from you. If somebody gets a judgment against you in a court, and you, you, you know as well as I do, attorneys, because of their 30 to 40% fee, they ask for as much as they can, okay? Now, I've had attorneys in the past, and I've, with my construction company, my brokerage firms, I, I've fired over 100 attorneys. You don't, you have to remember, guys, even with the, uh, some of them have, a, have a, quite a degree of arrogance, and uh, um, they will use it to, to kind of uh, put you under their control when you walk into their office and sit across the desk from them. Most, the, the, the majority of the successful business people I know, men or women, <clears throat> They, they no longer keep an attorney. Uh, you know, they'll, it, like the one told me, he was in his 90s. He had a scrapyard in, in um, Pittsburgh, and he was extremely successful financially. And he said, Mike, when we were talking, his son's an attorney. Uh, and he said, Mike, he said, I know my business better than any attorney. I'm not going to take their advice for what they don't know about. And, he, and, they say, if I, and he told me, he said, if I get in trouble, then I'll hire an attorney. But he said, You're, you know, you saved me $5,000 a month retainer I was paying every month for this guy. And he ba did basically nothing until I called him anyway. So now I, I took him off a retainer. And if I need him for anything, I'll, I'll call him and hire him. So man, I need water tonight. So anyway, um, guys, you know your business. I don't care if it's a restaurant, if it's a construction company, if it's a if you buy and sell real estate or whatever, you can lose everything you own, especially in real estate. Let's talk about that just a second because we have a lot of people that have a lot of real estate uh, brokers and people that have rental properties and apartments. And, and they, after coming to a seminar or listening to me and or talking with me, and uh, they realized that all of the properties were in their name. One little match can burn down their whole financial scheme. Uh, you get one per, one um, one um, property that that has a big lawsuit against you for whatever reason, um, and you're going to lose probably all your properties if it's a large enough. You if you have a car accident, and somebody becomes a paraplegic or a quadriplegic, and it's not un, as unusual as it sounds, or somebody has bad burns or whatever. Guys, you'll never you'll never own anything again. Probably, I mean, you can finagle and fish your way around, but not in the just general sense of it, where you you own to whatever structure you set up. And there's no other structure in the in the world except the STS program that that uh, which you don't own anything, but you control everything. For the layman, let me put it that way: the super wealthy have used this system uh, since the 1800s and originally started in 19, 1827 through the Massachusetts Trust. So now let's get back to the banking. Now that I've, I've filled in some of the new people on, on those items, when you go in to open the trust account, it's a very simple process. You take in your your um, uh, uh, trust one living trust. Uh, you take in the living trust. That was a trust, same name as yours. It's still a valid trust, but it was set up specifically for bankers. It says that in Canada, especially where we had to domicile it, uh, 
through Canada. MPG is the it was the creator of the trust, and um, you are the uh, Canadian. You are as a Canadian are the are the uh, appointed trustees. Now remember, those appointed trustees are much different than a um, than an owner trustee. Okay, if you set up to trust yourself, you own it. Remember what I just said. They can take anything you own. They can take everything in your trust. So when you go in to open the bank account for the trust, it's it's a very simple process. You give them the living trust document, and you say, I would like to open a checking account for my living trust. And shut up. Be, be cordial. Be nice to them. But you're in a deposition here, guys. The, the, what your objective when you walk into that bank is to walk out with a checking account. You don't need to tell them a single thing. Um, about anything else, just say I'd like to open up an account for my my living trust, and you hand them to keep a copy of your living trust document that's been signed and notarized. Okay, so they get you give them the the, the living trust document, and um, in Canada you don't mention an LLC. You don't, and in Canada and the U.S. both you don't mention a uh, uh, a dinar or anything else because people inevitably inevitably. Um, when I talk to, in cases I talk to the banker or they tell me later, yeah, I went in, I was talking to him, everything was going fine. And I said, will you be able to keep all the money from my dinars that I've got when the RV, that banker says, you know, get out of here, go on, go somewhere else. Um, sorry, but that's the way it is. That's the reality of the situation. And you don't want to ask them any question. You want to simply open a, a checking account for your trust one. And if they said, well, why would you want a checking account for the trust? Well, it, the trust now owns my, uh, and that's the word you use, the trust now owns my washer and dryer, my refrigerator, my stove, my uh, all my assets. And if uh, if the washer, if the motor would, would burn up in the washer, uh, I have to pay, the trust has to pay to get it repaired. You know, that's all it's for. It's just to hold, hold, hold your personal assets. That's all it is, a holding trust. Remember those words when you go in there. It's just simply a, a trust, a living trust that um, it has ownership of my assets now. And um, that may um, that may not sit well with some of them because the, uh, they know that the trustees in a statutory trust, such as a living trust, the trustees are the owners of the property, and you're the trustee. And you can still just tell them, say, hey, it's just got my assets in there. I, I would sign the check if, if I need a repair. It's only, You know, the washer is in the trust now. I might have to buy a new washer and dryer. Maybe they both go out. Uh, who knows? But that's the reason you open the trust. That's the sole reason. You don't men mention an investment. You don't mention currency. You don't give them any information about the trust other than what they ask you for. And they'll ask you for, it's got the, the name and address on there. They may ask you who are the successor trustees, and there's a place for them there. And you can mark down somebody's name if they insist that you do it. Put one of your kids' names down there, one of your best friends. You can change change uh, um, successor trustees at any time. Um, uh, you can. They may ask you who the beneficiaries are. Again, put down one of the kids' names. You don't have to put down all your kids' names. This is just a bank document. Put down one of the kids' names or a friend's name or something, and now you've got the beneficiaries and the uh, successor trustees listed. That's if they ask you for them. Don't volunteer anything when you're opening up a bank account. I've lost tremendous respect for bankers. Not all of them, 
but a lot of them. Um, they just think they they think they're smarter than they really are. They don't have a clue about impenetrable asset protection, but they think they're just just brilliant little people that are there to solve all your problems and show you the rules and the regulation. They don't. They don't have a clue on non-statutory trust, non-statutory anything. Okay, and that's what the STS Trust One. It is a non-statutory. It's a private contract. It's not even a trust. In Schumann Heinz. Schumann uh, Heinz versus Folsom, they said, that, I believe that was it, they said that the, the, uh, this is a contractual agreement in trust form. It's got trustees, okay? So you just give, him, give them that trust and go through the procedure. Don't volunteer any information, such as currency. You're waiting to, they think, they think that you're stupid. And, and I've talked to a couple of bank, bankers, and I mentioned about the denier. That, that's a scam. That's so stupid for anybody to even believe that. And uh, maybe one or two I, I, that really ticked me off because of their arrogance and their their um, disdain for anybody that does anything outside of their little circle of what they think they know, um, that I told them, I said, well, you, ha- you know, it happens to be a... Uh, um, it happens to be a uh, legitimate currency, so they can't just drop it. It's a legitimate currency, and uh, I do believe whether or not it does revalue. I, I can't guarantee anything there, but I, I took a little shot on it myself. And as a matter of fact, uh, so do the, the currency traders that I know, and uh, from practically every bank in the U.S. And I've met a couple now that had dealings in Canada with uh, TD, CIB, uh, Bank of Montreal, Chase. Wells Fargo, Bank of America. Do I know if or when it's going to ever happen? No, I don't. But uh, I took a little shot. I didn't spend every nickel I got because how much money do you need, you know? But anyway, that's the that's the, the setup with Trust One. Uh, it's a very simple process. You just take in the living trust. If you don't have your living trust to take in, um, I'd say if you started your program prior to 2015, let me know, and we'll get a revised uh, living trust out to you, okay? If you're in 14 and earlier, we'll get a living trust out to you, an up-to-date revised living trust. If you've already got your bank account open, you don't have to do that. Um, with the old, old, old documents we had for opening a trust bank account, there is no problem. And now for a big revelation that I just got, thanks to Hildy, uh, earlier today. And I, I will get to your questions on the computer uh, just a little bit once I finish the talking points. Thank you for getting them typed in already. Hildy just sent me an email today that let me know on the trust numbers. We just couldn't get them to send it back. And sh- we've got a letter, thanks to Hildy, from the CRA stating that you don't even have to get a trust number until, your, um, uh, until you file your T3 taxes for the first time. Then the, then the, the CRA will, will give you a trust number, Okay. So that's good news. You can just go down and open your, your account with that. And um, uh, you know what? I, uh, we may just start putting in that, uh, that little letter that, that Hildy got. If you don't mind, Hildy, we will, um, I will black, black out your name and address and stuff, but they can see right on there how the CRA says that you, they will automatically get a trust number once, the, once their T3 is filed. I believe it's a T3. And uh, so you don't have to file early to get a T3. We have had some clients that have done it, and it has um, um, tremendously helped, uh, or not tremendously helped, but they did get uh, their trust number. I don't know how or why, but they did it. 
and probably like the IRS uh, in in many instances, not everyone, but many instances, um, the left hand at the IRS or the CRA doesn't know what the right hand is doing sometimes. And Money Magazine for about the last 20 years, and I don't know, maybe 17, maybe 22, I don't know, but for a long time, um, they have put out an article, and it's almost, it stayed very consistent that about 75% of the people that call in with questions to the IRS are given the wrong answer. And I would bet that it's pretty similar in, in Canada um, because IRS and CRA, they run somewhat neck and neck, you know, together. And um, Although I, I must say the uh, my belief in... Quite a few other people in Canada, the CRA has an absolute stranglehold on its customers, on, on its taxpayers, rather. Okay, you're not customers. You wouldn't buy anything there if you had, if, if you were given a choice, probably. But um, I've never seen anything like it. Uh, even as much as I knew and as much as I thought the uh, the IRS was was restrictive and, and overbearing in their what they do. Gosh, since I've learned about the CRA and sent out letters on people, on clients' behalf and stuff, man, there's just, uh, the, the, these people don't even want to talk to you, negotiate, nothing. And uh, they can, nobody else, IRS or CRA, none of them can, will give you a reason why, how they, how they, how they um, um, create the interest and the penalties, you know, what formula they use to calculate the interest and the penalties and, and their, if if I tried to if I tried to charge excessive interest and penalties like that when people owed me money, um, I'd get nailed to a cross. I would absolutely be crucified as a business owner. I believe that. I don't know. Any, I don't have any proof for that, but I believe that. Um, but yet they do it all the time, both IRS and CRA. So um, now, when you go to open an LLC bank account, you take a couple items with you. You take the operating agreement. You take the um, um, certificate of organization and the articles of organization. It's two pages. In other words, you um, you print out all you 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 make copies of all of the parchment pages in your uh, contract trust. Okay, you make copies of the parchment. You don't have to make the copies on parchment, just on white paper. But you make copies of the first two pages of the, of the certificates of organization and the certificate. The second page is the certificate of our articles of articles of organization. Secondly, you make there's about 13 other pages that are printed in parchment on parchment, and that is the operating agreement, U.S. or Canadian. You take these documents with you to the. Um, you take these documents with you. Um, to the bank, along with now again in 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 uh, you in Canada you will never 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 be setting up and well you can no I take all that back forget the never 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 okay when you go to open a um, a U.S. Uh, an LLC uh, bank account the banks will open them now the trust is the trust is is um, domiciled in Canada. So if you're not going to open a, a Canadian corporation right away, or if you are going to, you don't ever have to open an LLC account. It will always be there as a holding account. The banks will open an, uh, an LLC account for you, but because of the new FATCA laws, which uh, 
the IRS put in place through the International Monetary Fund, because of those, they um, they now want, want to have proof and, and accreditation, blah, blah, blah. So they'll have you fill out a W-9, and uh, they probably got a paper. Don't ask me about that, my friends, because I'm, all the banks have a little bit different structures, a little bit different forms for you to fill out to... to, to, uh, to um, coincide with the fact the law so just ask them hey how do i do it um if they ask you um who the member of the llc is the member is always your trust one and it, it's uh, it states that right on the uh, living trust document so if they ask you is it the, the, probably the only question that i get asked on this is is it a is it um, revocable or irrevocable it is irrevocable between you and I, we know that that um, you you irrevocably transfer your assets. That way, no judge in the world can ever come after you for those assets again. Once you transfer them contractually and irrevocably, they're set in that trust for as long as you want them to be there. Okay, but but just tell them irrevocable. Don't get into the into the dynamics of why it, why it, how it's irrevocable or anything like that. Just tell them it's irrevocable. Okay. And they will set you up an LLC account. You'll have to fill out a W-8 and a W-9 or maybe just a W-9 because it's a U.S. entity. But just tell them if they, when they ask you, just say, hey, what do you have and what do you want me have them show you what they want marked or signed in that form, okay? So that, uh, because I don't know. Uh, every one of them is a little different. Um, so just, and do what they have to do. You know, your objective here, once again, is to get a bank account open. That's all it is. And you want to walk out of there in about 20 minutes to a half hour with a checking account. And uh, you may get a bad banker that just doesn't, doesn't he wants all this stuff from you. You don't have to give it to him. I had a fellow in Oregon that um, he spent three hours in a bank and finally got so fed up. He said, give me my papers back. Burn everything that I just, that you know about what I just said and uh, or I gave you and uh he went down, went a few miles down the road to a branch bank, same bank, a different branch, walked in, said, I'd like to open up a, a checking account for my LLC. No problem. 20 minutes, you walked out with a checking account. We've had people in, in Canada that have fought and fought and fought. I, I'm not there when you set it up, but it almost always, there's one of two reasons. Either you gave them some information that scared them as a banker, and remember, they're very tightly regulated guys. You can't really blame them that much. Or um, uh, it was a banker that just thought he was smarter than anybody else and he's going to put you through the mill. Don't put up with it. Say, hey, I'm the customer. You're just the banker. And put it that way, you're just the banker. You know. And um, um, go to another branch of the same bank if you want to do it again. Go in clean. And, uh, again, don't give them any information any more than you have to, and, and many times you'll just walk out with a, with, a bank, with a bank account. If not, we've got people around Canada. In the U.S., we don't really have any problems with that anymore. But we've got people around Canada from one end to the other who've set up LLC bank accounts, and they can take you right to their banker. Okay? Once you've got that LLC bank account set up, you're home free. You're... you're, you're um, your, your documents have got an account to which you can put in your, um, if you do have currency or some other type of investment, you've got it open now. Okay, and lastly then, 
you won't if you're going to open a corporation which in Canada if you've got businesses businesses or anything going for you already and both in the US if you've got an existing LLC um, we can very quickly put that under the protection of the uh, STS program by simply changing the member of that LLC it takes about 15 minutes okay and and we make trust one the member if it's in your name right now it's subject to losing every nickel in there including including every dime in your checking account okay so and, and if it's in um, if it's in uh, if it's in the if it's in a corporate account a Canadian corporate account we won't have a US corporate account same thing you can we can change it by you going to I believe it's one of the registers if it, if somebody on the call tonight Lawrence or whoever knows where they go to change the uh, shareholder is it the registers office or something I'm not sure but anyway um, just let me know if you were on a call here tonight you you um, just go in there and and you tell them you'd like to um, change the member or excuse me change the shareholder of the corporation and uh, we'll get that done for you okay I mean you can get it done but but now the corp now the the trust owns the corporation okay and if you go to the bank for the corporation you just go down there take your corporate papers and um, you are the uh, appointed or no excuse me you are the director and um, uh, you are the director, so uh, uh, you you have the right to um, put your open a new account in the name of the corporation, and uh, you've got to have a have a reason for the business. Well, if you're just putting all of your assets, um, there there does have to be a reason for the corporation. Or if you're going to um, put your home in the corporation and uh, um, you're going to put your home in the corporation and and have it owned by the corporation, i.e. it will then be owned by the trust because the trust owns the corporation. The trust is the shareholder. Um, you can do that also. But if it's a business or a uh, uh, you're moving property uh, into the into the corporation, then, then you, you, you can use it for either one. Just take the papers down to the bank. They'll tell you what they need. And um, open the bank account. It's... Uh, We've got a lot of clients that have Canadian corporations now, and they've said there has been no problem at all with it. If that's the case, if you're going to open a Canadian corporation to, one, totally protect your home, and two, um, run a business, possibly, or, or to run a business, and yeah, just open up your bank account for that. The trust will own the corporation, whether it's an existing corporation or a brand-new corporation. So um, that's what we'll do. And that's tonight's talking points, then. Opening a bank account, you've just got to just the, the key thing to remember is you're it's like a deposition. You don't give any more information when you're sitting in a in a deposition. You do not elaborate on anything. You just sit there, and when they ask you a question, you give them the answer. Be very deposition. You don't have to be nice, but you can be when you're opening a bank account. Just um, just talk to the banker. Yeah, I'm just opening it, and here's the reason. If anything. Uh, happens. I want to have the money there so that the, the the trust or the LLC or the corporation can pay for repairs, can purchase new washer and dryers that the trust owns, etc. Or the corporation or the LLC owns, etc., etc. So that's that's pretty much the banking issues. Now, I can help you with that, um, but remember, you've got a. This isn't just this isn't a game, not this day and age anymore. You can't just willy nilly helter skelter go in and and um, do things your way because 
and and you've got to do them their way if they insist on it because they're just a private company. You don't have any they don't have any obligation to open a checking account for you. Um, but you just that's the first things you want done. First thing you want done is a is a trust one checking account. Second thing you want done is possibly if you need it is a an LLC checking account. Uh, and, or if you have a Canadian corporation, you have, you've got the, the LLC, but if you have a Canadian corporation, um, it can also open a bank account if you want. You won't really need the... Uh, yeah, if you're not going to open a, an LLC or, uh, account, though, don't even mention the LLC to them. They don't have to know everything that's going on in your life. You just let them know what you want them to know. Okay? And with that, I'm going to go back up to the top here and start answering questions. We've got some very good questions also in the, uh, um, on the emails that came in. So, Hildy, but in Canada now, the corporation buys all the stuff, not the trust. The corporation can, and the corporation can, can, can deduct the bill. Understand this, everybody, U.S. or Canada. When you're paying the bills from the corporation or from the LLC, it's got to be for for um, LLC or corporate items. Okay, you can't you can't just pay everything if you're not set, like for example, um, your home. And, and we've got much more leeway in the U.S. than you do in Canada with this. And I'll get to that in another question a little later. But if you're if you're purchasing things to upgrade the home or whatever, and the home is not Owned by a, a, a corporation, or, or um, in, in the U.S., the residence can be owned um, by the trust. But if it's any other property, rental property, investment, real—I'm talking about real property now, which is land, etc. Um, if the trust, if the if there's other property owned by the LLC, um, then you can—that's got to go into a separate LLC. The only the only property that can go into the trust is the residence. Now, this is where at first I was told that everything was the same in Canada. And I found out how wrong that statement was. And I went to the uh, the accountant person that told me that and supposedly uh, knew the law. And understand, guys, we went through all this in the U.S. as well. I went through all this when we were setting up and making sure we were in compliance with all of the laws in the U.S. Um we went through tons of probably about four or five years, and we're right now about three years into Canada, maybe four. So we're right on target. We're getting everything straightened out. But in Canada, in Canada, where we can put all of our property, transfer it from our personal name in the U.S., in the U.S., we can transfer all of our property from our personal name, including our real property, real and personal property, into a trust with no tax consequences. Okay, when you when the trust finally sells them, then. Um, then there would maybe tax obligations. However, in Canada, and that's the way we started out um, with this here, in Canada through meeting Mr. Gilmore and and uh, some other people that, that are very knowledgeable in Canada, and um, I found we found out that you can't do it that way in Canada. In Canada, um, first of all, the trust cannot own real property. <clears throat> has to be owned by a corporation and that and that's when you create the corporation through trust one because the corporation is then the owner of the excuse me one is then the owner of the corporation so in a roundabout way trust one owns 
that real estate through the corporation. It is the shareholder. The shareholder in Canada is the owner, <clears throat> just as the stockholder uh, in the U.S. of a corporation is the owner, just as the um, the member of an LLC is the owner. <clears throat> so what you have to do in Canada is to, to get your house protected, first thing I would do is move it into a corporation. Now, there is going to be a tax consequence. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll give you that one right now. Um, but once you've paid the taxes, according to Ed, then if it's, let's say the house is valued at 500000 and no, let's say it's worth, it's valued at 300000 right now. <clears throat> Your original cost basis was 100000 So when you put it into the trust, you'll have to pay taxes on the equity, which would be the 200000 and um, uh, you can do that, okay? Or, um, but then the taxes are paid. The new cost basis is 300000 So if two years later the trust wants to sell the property, excuse me, the corporation wants to sell the property in two years and it's now valued at 500000 there's another, uh, your cost basis was 300000 not 100000 like when you transferred it into the corporation, but it's 300000 So now you're not having to pay taxes on what you've already paid it on. Um, your new cost basis for the corporation is 300000 You're selling it for 500000 so taxes will be paid by either the, the buyer or the seller, whoever pays them, on, on only 200000 You don't have to pay the taxes again. So it's something... You're going to have to pay sooner or later. <clears throat> but one of the bankers told me something. They said, Mike, why don't you have um, just take have the people take out a, um, if you want to totally protect your house right now, why don't the people take out a second mortgage? And if you create a corporation, well, take out a second mortgage and and totally encumber your house for whatever amount they'll let you. They will let you do it, ninety percent or whatever. Because first of all, CR as Ed Gilmore told me last week, he said the CRA can never take anything. They can never. They will never sell your house. They're first of all, they're they're not realtors. They legally can't sell your house. And I don't want to get into uh, people asking me about that because I don't know the answer right now. But uh, Ed will be back from Christmas and New Year holidays in a couple weeks. Um, he is in Florida right now. Uh, he's got some timeshares, and he's uh, taking a well-deserved break. And uh, But he will. Uh, Ed said he would come on the call, and that will be one of the things you, I want him to explain to people, you know, the tax basis for putting your house. Because if your house, if, even if you just take a loan out on it, guys, in your own name, you've totally encumbered everything in that house or as much as you can, 85%, 90%, whatever the bank will allow you, and it'll probably be based on your credit. So so that's what you, you want to encumber that house um, with a second mortgage, with a, with a home equity loan, whatever you want, and then take all the money out. And you, you're going to pay a little interest on it, guys, but isn't it worth it? I mean, if you want to protect your house somewhere along the line, you're going to have to pay the piper in Canada. Okay. Now, in the U.S., we don't have to do all of that. We can We can transfer the equity out. If you try to transfer the equity out in Canada, you're going to pay taxes on that. It's really, it's it's bad. I think I think it's one of the worst things I've ever heard of. You don't even have the right to protect. Well, but I shouldn't say that because I guess with what I'm learning, that in Canada, um, everything is owned by the Queen anyway. So it's not your house really, but it is your house. But 
But but if you want to protect what you've got and what you've been paying on for years and years, and and uh, I would look into that. And and I know that in I, I believe I was told it was Saskatchewan, whereas you can add a, add an owner to the title. I, from what I understand, this is the only province that does that. You can add an owner, like you can add that corporation to the title along with you, you and your spouse, okay? And then, I'm, I've got to learn a little more about this from Lawrence, but, but then, um, after you've added the corporation, uh, had no, no name changed, your names are still on the title, but then, a little ways down the road, one of you drops off the title, resigns, or takes your name off, legally you have the right to do that. And then a little while later, the other one does. So now the only owner of the property is a corporation without, um, but he said he didn't know if that was available in any of the other any of the other um, provinces. And I will check to see if we can find out about that. But in the U.S., we don't pay taxes. The trust, if the trust becomes the owner of the property, the trust will then um, uh, pay taxes on it upon time of sale, not not just on time of transfer. Okay, so that's that's something that, that really... Uh, is an advantage. Uh, but in Canada now, the court buys all the stuff, not the trust. Right. The court has to purchase the house. Okay? Um, the court has to purchase the house. Hold on a second here. I lost my... Okay, there I am. Um, and that's the problem. That's the problem. See, it's, it's all in the name of the corporation. And to be honest with you, that's the reason... We switched back, and I never wanted to change in the first place, but that's the reason we switched back to using an LLC. As an LLC, right all your property protected initially by an LLC, you are an appointed manager, which means nobody can sue you if they're after the trust or the property for anything they do. You're only an appointed manager. You're not an owner manager. Problem is then with the corporation in Canada, you're the director. And when you create the corporation, you are the director. You're not appointed. It's you. But if that corporation, if the owner becomes the trust, the shareholder, and um, um, and that house is totally in, uh, maybe you can even get that get that uh, second mortgage or home equity. If, I guess it would be a second mortgage in the name of the trust, and or excuse me, in the name of the corporation. And uh, that's something I'm looking into now to see, and I won't find it out until after the first of the year. But, but guys, these are that's the only thing. We can transfer every nickel's worth of personal property in Canada. But they've got you locked up on that real property. I, I, I don't know why. I don't know why the legislators ever allowed them to, to get so powerful. I mean, we're as goofy as can be here in the U.S. I mean, we got all these guys <laughs> running for president and... and uh, and a young lady on the other side, well, a young lady and a, an older man, well, and not either one, very young, both 70. That's young. That's young. Um, but anyway, the uh, so we've got we've got our situations that are goofy as can be in certain instances also. But but um, um, when I asked Ed about it, I said, Ed, how did they ever get into that position? He said, Mike, we've got, I don't know, 500 or 600 or some um parliamentary members and members of parliament and he said every one of them is scared to death of the CRA so they won't they won't touch anything that involves taxes and, and what a shame because it's the people that are suffering they've got you with a, their big old thumb right on your neck pressing you right to the ground and then the lawyers jump right in with them 
and uh, $60 to notarize one page, give me a break, which I can drop a dozen of them off at the bank when I walk in to make a deposit, and then when I walk back out again, she hands me my papers and says, have a good day. That's it. I don't get charged a dime. But you guys have things in, in other areas that, that surpass what we've got in the U.S. So maybe it trades off a little. I'm just saying from my perspective on asset protection, it is a terrible terrible system. They don't allow you to protect anything. Or they try their best to keep you from I guess that's a better way of putting it. And it seems to me they keep try to keep uh, do their best to keep you from protecting what you got. Some bank people owned an R. That's good. Tell them this, if they don't want it R to RV in their name, that's for sure. Or they'll have it frozen. We all, I'm not going to talk about bail-ins and confiscation tonight, but we all know what that is. Even in the U.S. here, litigation is out of control. We've got some new clients that have got some some good properties, and just with a couple STS programs, they can lock up every nickel they've got. It's not a it's not a situation that where it's at right now. It's just a matter of time until somebody sues them and they lose everything. It it happens over and over. You, even the big companies, look at them. How many big companies from when you were a kid, if you're at least 50 now, from when you were a kid are still around? Okay. Uh, Montgomery Wards, Pan Am Airlines, TWA, um, some of the big banks that have closed up. Guys, and you're you're a small business person. They will get you. No, no small businesses keep going and going and going unless they make the changes to protect themselves. And that either that means either either hiring an attorney and having them put a twenty-five thousand to fifty thousand dollar program together for you. That's what it is in the United States, and they don't even have protection. They can't even begin to do what we do. And every attorney that's come to a seminar of mine said that, Mike, how come you're so cheap? We can't even begin to do what you do. And we charge 25000 to put it together and then 25000 a year to operate it for you. Guys, that's throwing money right in the... Throw it in my garbage. I'll take it out. Um, but with this little program for between, if you're, whether you're in the U.S. or Canada, between four and $6,000, um, uh, and that's... That's the difference in costs in Canadian. Now it's not six; it's about fifty-eight or something. But guys, that's you can either protect yourself now, or you can hire an attorney. And I promise you, the minimum you will be paying him as a retainer is fifteen to twenty-five thousand. So, which is better to, to take everything out of his out of out of the legal uh, um, out of the legal venue and and pr- protect now and and take the advantages of the program time fee, and it's protecting you for years and years and years. We got the little. Um, we've got the little um, annual um, renewal, but that's it. Guys, you would never find a better program. There's nothing out there. Ed, Ed even tells people that, and, and we help a lot of his clients. Okay, some people on Bank and I put in letter. Is okay? Um, do what? I'm not sure what you mean, Hildy. Put in letter. Yeah, it, it's okay on, on that, and I'll, I'll put something. Uh, we'll send a copy of that out to people. Um, okay, let's see. Jeanette, can you send me a copy of the CRA letter, please? Will do. Anybody that wants a copy of that? Well, Hildy, just um, type me a... Uh, uh, okay, Alberta Registry. Just type me a, a yes or a no, Hildy, if I can take your name. I can make a copy and black out your name and, and information and, and send out. I want them just to see where it says you don't file for a number until you file... When you file your tax T3... That's when you'll get your trust number. That's what I want people to see, and they can take that with them to the bank if they ask for a trust number, and you'd say, I don't have it yet, I haven't filed yet, it's too new, and, well, we can't open your account baloney. There's another banker that wouldn't know what he's doing. 
Okay, and Hildy says, Alberta Registry in Calgary. Okay, you just go to the registry for shareholder change. Okay? Uh, they change the name of the shareholder. And I heard it's about $30 or something. It's not a not an out of... Not an outlandish cost by any stretch of the imagination. Companies registries for each pro- companies have reg- oh okay there's registries in each province. I have heard they're all over the place when, in the province. Uh, guess six again. The provincial companies branch a minute order will do and send it to the registry. Yeah, guys, that's how you determine who the shareholder is. When I got a couple of these corporations, of which we're not doing anymore, we're doing LLCs instead. But when I got the corporations, it said, um, um, I asked them, I said, well, where do, you, where do I, on this application, I don't see any anywhere that I, I designate who the beneficiary is. And she said, we well, just put it on a minute order. And then when the papers come through for the tax filing, you'll put down who the beneficiary is then. And what do you put down? You put down the name of your trust one. Okay. Uh, okay, that's how you that's how you designate who the beneficiaries are, um, the uh, the shareholders, uh, not the beneficiaries, but the shareholders, the owners. And you just put it on a minute order. Uh, when you speak about about corporation, are you speaking for Canada clients only? No. Yes, corporation is Canada clients only because we we will not we use the LLC in the U.S. I won't use a corporation can't use a corporation. An S corporation is uh, has to have a human owner of shares, of stock, stockholder, human stockholder. And I would never put anybody in a, all my years of financial planning and estate planning, I never put anybody into an irrevocable trust. Uh, gives the attorney or the bank or whoever control uh, if you make them the trustee. And a lot of times they try to talk you into making them the trustee. I would never, ever, ever. It's just me. I would not put somebody into an irrevocable trust that cannot be changed. It causes a lot of trouble to change it. Okay. Um, on, corpor- on corporation, Ontario Corporation, to change shareholder to trust, um, I believe you put it in a minute order. I thought you, I did confirm that, and you're absolutely right. That's what they told me in both Ontario and Saskatchewan. A corporation in discussion, a corporation in discussion is for Canada. That's correct. So in Canada, in Jeanette now, so in Canada, we would use the trust account. We would use the trust account to pay utility bills, etc. once a month, once a home is owned by STS program. Uh, you would use the corporation account, the corporate account. That's who would own the house, okay? You would use the corporate account um, to open or open LLC account to pay bills. No, the LLC account is is strictly, it's not for business purposes. You can own an account, yeah, and it can pay pay bills that it has a genuine obligation to pay, okay? Um, and that you'd have to check with your, your tax professional, your accountant, your CPA, whoever it would be in Canada, and they'll let you know. Um, they'll, we, don't, we don't do taxes. You've heard me say that all the time. And we don't get it. Um, there's some things I can give you a quick answer, but I always tell you to check with your tax professional. My answer is just from the things I've heard from different corporations, I mean, different clients regarding their situations and how it was handled. So, but always check with your tax professional, okay? Um, to pay the bills. Now, the utility bills, if you're going to do that, you've got to have, if you're going to pay the utility bills for a property, 
you've got to have that property in a corp in a Canadian corporation because otherwise you're the owner of that property okay and, and it's just your personal property you can't take uh, deductions and stuff in the US we can because we can transfer all of that stuff with no tax obligations um, and I'm sorry I'm, I really am I'm genuinely sorry that it's that way okay um, okay so in Canada the corporation buys the real property plus buys the furniture and pays the utilities etc no yeah it, it would but but your furniture is already in um, trust one so you can transfer or in the LLC rather all your personal properties in there so trust trust one which controls and owns the LLC and it will control and own the corporation it can just do a minute order transferring um, transferring the uh, property from the LLC, the personal property from the LLC, furniture, etc., utility bills. So then you'll get the rental agreement now that the corporation, i.e. the trust, owns that property, and you will rent the house. Uh, you'll rent your residence from the uh, um, from Trust One. You'll rent it. You, you'll put together the rental agreement. You determine the amount of rent you're going to pay. Just you can be on the low end, but don't don't be off the spectrum low, okay? Because they will see that and they might come after you to question you. Um, okay, wealth coaches, not quite Mike. Property transfers to trust at fair market value, no capital gains on primary residence. No, no, no capital gains. I agree. Only late, no, but here's the cost, um, James. Um, Ed, Ed, Ed and I had a long conversation about this. You, you're absolutely correct. There is no capital gains uh, payment. However, there's that land transfer tax or what, something like that, which it starts out at 1.5% of the first 50000 and it goes to 1% of the next 150000 and then it goes to whatever. But that's where the that's where the cost will come in. But you're absolutely right on the uh, no no capital gains tax. See, we've got capital gains tax, but when we transfer it to a trust and get see, that's the power of these uh, of the certificates if they're allowed to be used. The uh, trust certificates, okay, they have no ascertainable value, and that's why when you get in a contract and when you get in the U.S. when you get um, certificates in return for your property are those certificates worth a dollar or are they worth ten thousand dollars you know a million dollars nobody knows so they can't charge a tax it's it's not avoided or evaded as the when the one case law says it's not avoided or evaded it's simply deferred and it's deferred till the time that the property is sold and then you know what the what the value is so you pay the tax on that amount um, see, so, you now in, in this situation in Canada, you're going to give up your homestead rights. Mine are a couple thousand dollars. I give them up in a heartbeat um, and not worry about um, the home, the couple thousand dollars taxes versus um, the protection of my property. My property's worth um, a few hundred thousand dollars, and I can lose it in a lawsuit. Would I be more, would I be more worried than about the uh, homestead, uh, a few thousand, a couple thousand dollars in savings, or would I be worth more worried about maintaining my property so nobody can uh, lean it, nobody can do anything else with it? Okay, so you're 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 partly right on that, and uh, but I and I thought that was the answer, James, until he said, but you know that infamous but you have to pay the 
transfer tax, okay? The trust acquires at a new cost basis and future gains are then calculated for tax purposes. The trust acquires, yeah, exactly. That's what I, would, I mentioned there. Um, if you, your original cost basis was 100000 and you transferred it to the trust for 200000 and the value, the appraised value is now 200000 you'll have to pay that land transfer tax based on that $100,000 capital gain. But now, your, your new cost basis for the corporation is 200000 not 100000 That's its cost basis. And uh, if they sell it later for 300000 because it's a corporation, that owns the property, the, corpora um, the corporation will pay um, capital gains tax on the 100000 the difference between the 200 and the 300 okay? So you're absolutely right on that, my friend. Guess 15. So if you transfer the house to corporation in Ontario, then you still pay transfer taxes but no capital gains. Is that right? Yes, that's what I was told. Uh, why would you take out a mortgage and pay all the fees to do that when you can just get a line of credit for all the equity at low interest and I know what you're gonna say. Isn't that I, I just told I just agreed with that a little while ago. I said get a second mortgage or get a a line of credit and totally encumber your home. If all you're trying to do it is protect it, you can you can totally encumber it. Now if you can get that um that line of credit, I don't know that you can get it in the name of the trust, but you're right. You want to totally encumber that home. I don't care if you put that money in a in a in an account in the into the trust account. Well, you'd have to find a legal way to do it. We can work on that. But anyway, or you bury it in a tin can out in the backyard. Not this during this time of year though. But um, it's hard to dig. But um, yeah, you can. If it was me, that's what I would do. It's a good form of of uh, protection. The only thing you don't have, it's not in the name of the corporation. Your best bet and the straightest line and the the um, is to get is to have the corporation own the house and the corporation is owned by Trust One. That just that puts everything in perspective and and nobody's going to get anything out of that. Okay. Uh, either way, you're going to uh, no, not either way. If you just get a if it's if you don't have the money to pay the taxes on that now, then I would at least encumber that home, get that home encumbered. A lot of people in the U.S. do that too. I'm sure a lot of them in Canada do that. Please do get Ed on call about this. I will. We'll get Ed on the call, and um, he'll tell you pretty much the, the same thing because it was just a week ago that he was with me and and did a very good talk. I wish we had it recorded there in uh, in Woodstock. Okay. Don't we just pay land transfer tax to put house in LLC? Um, you don't want the house in the LLC. You want it in a Canadian corporation, okay, if you're from Canada. If you're in the U.S., yeah, you can you can put it into right into the trust. You don't have to put it in. And there's no land. I don't think there's a land transfer tax in the U.S. There's nothing, no tax, I don't think. And in most states, if you're the trustee and the beneficiary, the homestead, um, Homestead law stays in effect on that property. They consider you the as the home as the uh, trustee and the beneficiary. Uh, your your um, homestead protection stays in place. Okay. Um, no capital gains or primary resident on primary residence. Yeah, you're talking about Canada. Then. Yeah, land transfer tax. But from what I've heard, 
I don't. I've never. I haven't seen anything yet as to what the exact percentages are or anything. It can be fairly expensive to transfer it, but that ups the uh, that ups the um, um, cost basis for the for the corporation. And um, if you transfer it into a corporation, and it uh, now the now the house is protected by trust one actually, in, in the long end of it, because corporation owns the trust or owns the property. And the uh, trust one owns the corporation. Okay, it is the shareholder. Uh, if you transfer it into a corp, when you sell it, it when you sell it, you pay capital gain. When you transfer, if you have transferred into a corp, when you sell it, you pay capital gains. Well, here you're you don't not in Canada. You don't. I've heard that your personal residence in Canada. Is the capital gains are uh, there are no capital gains to pay. Yes, I just sent you good, good company of letter. Oh, good copy of letter. <laughs> Duh. Oh, you know you did write company. I thought it was me. It's you. Good copy of letter. I think you meant. What if in, in LLC? What is? What if in LLC, not corp? No big deal. LLC is good. Um, uh, if you put other properties into the LLC, which you don't have to pay. You can't put your, well, you shouldn't put your residence into, you could, I guess, but uh, you want to keep the, you, you can keep your residence protected by Trust One directly. You don't have to go into an LLC first, okay? In an LLC, once they're in the LLC and you've got them uh, registered in the LLC, um, you're in good shape because that LLC is protected by a UCC lien. In Canada, your property, once it's in that corporation, will be protected by a PPSA lien. Um, okay. In the corporation, you have lost the personal exemption as no longer personal and will also pay the land transfer taxes up front. Yeah, I know. You'll pay the land transfer taxes up front. That's what I'm saying. I don't like that. I don't like it at all, but that's the law, and, you, and you're stuck with it there in Canada until somebody gets the guts to go kick the uh, kick the lawmakers right in the shins, you know? If you if the in, in the corporation you have lost the personal exemption, correct, is no longer personal, and will also pay the land. Exactly. Yep, that's what I've been saying here. You're exactly right. That's 26, and I appreciate your um, backing me up on that. Hildy, rental agreement from Trust One in Canada. Yes, it's in Canada as well. Uh, the rental agreement will be with, um, you'll rent it directly from the corporation. The corporation will be the shareholder, which will then transfer on to Trust One. You know, I would have to ask, or if anybody knows the answers to that, um, would if the if the if the trust one owns the corporation and the tr and the corporation owns the real property, um, who can you who will you ultimately make out the um, and if you don't know for sure, you know I could guess, but let's just wait. And if not, maybe somebody can find it out for me because I told it I wouldn't bother him for two weeks. Um, let's see, rental agreement from trust one. I would I would think it would be from the corporation because that's who really owns the property. Okay, now the shareholder, that's a roundabout owner, but, but the corporation is the legal title owner right then and there. Okay. Wealth coaches, yes, I agree on the land transfer tax. Very small in Alberta, though. Okay, good. Uh, that make it easier for people to transfer the uh, property in there. Not so down east. Okay, I, I would agree. Uh, 
Ed was from Ontario and Lawrence is from Winnipeg. Um, if anybody has the opportunity, you can, uh, if I get a chance, when I, once I get caught up here, I will also um, check on the land transfer tax. You can maybe go to a realtor in your in your um, province and find out and ask them if they have a paper on land transfer um, tax. And if you do, uh, scan and email me a, a nice clean copy. Okay, we'll get one for every province. Um, let's see, Jeanette. I thought you said now we use an LLC instead of a corporation for our home, so LLC account would pay bills on the home. Well, the problem is your home isn't owned by the LLC. You can't, that's what I'm saying. That's why we went, and I knew that right in the beginning, but some people go, oh no, the corporation's the way to go, blah, blah, blah. So I didn't know all about it, but I thought from what I did here and to eliminate any problems with opening bank accounts, that's what all of this stems from, uh, Jeanette. Um, the LLC is strictly, the first one is strictly an, an uh, is strictly a a holding entity. If you're going to get a second entity, and this is what I've said all along, if you're going to get a second entity in Canada, get a Canadian corporation to do all your business work and stuff. It's a few hundred dollars, but that that, that way it stays domiciled, and nobody in Canada has to, none of the authorities have to even know you have it linked back to a U.S. entity that is the ultimate owner. Uh, 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 until until you trans, once you do that, you can transfer everything to a corporation or certain assets to a corporation anyway. And uh, you don't pay, let's see, what did you say here? Instead of for so a home, so LLC account would pay bills on the home. Um, well, that's what we're, that's what we're, I'm saying here, Jeanette, or excuse me, yeah, Jeanette. I, um, as I talk to people that knew more about it, and I still get wrong answers, uh, but we're, we're putting it together um, for, for Canada. The um, it's we gotta we've got to get that home. Is the bottom line is we've got to get that home owned by a Canadian corporation. Now you might want to check and and Jeanette and see what the land transfer taxes are in British Columbia. Okay, see what they are. Let's see what they are. Somebody send me for um, Alberta and and Saskatchewan and Ontario and uh, whatever other provinces we have clients in, but. It may not be as expensive as some of the people have been telling me. You know, we haven't got through all of our research on this yet. And uh, just as when, as I said, just as when we, the first six, seven years, we were putting everything, getting everything really lined up in the U.S., we went through these same um, same situations where some things are good in one state, some things aren't. But for the most part, everything was good in a federal situation. And it was just a matter of, getting the correct figures and getting everything lined up properly. Well, we've got that now. Uh, so, um, so if you can, um, Jeanette, go call somebody or contact somebody or maybe even Google it and see what the uh, uh, property uh, taxes are to transfer a property into a corporation. Okay, I know, I know there's no capital gains, and I know you're giving up homestead rights, but which is the best? To have your house 100% protected, um, the value of your house, or to save a, a grand or two a year with homestead, they can never take it. They can never take it when once the trust owns it anyway, and plus you'll have a lien on it. 
but even with the uh, even with the homestead rights, they can still get to your property. They can they can file a lien on it, and uh, they may not be able to kick you out of your property. But what they can do is when you when you pass away, they'll put a lien. They've got a lien on that property for its value, and your family or whoever your heirs would be, they won't get anything from it. Okay. Uh, it makes sense that you would re- rent from the corporation. Yeah, I think so too. It's the legal title owner. Wealth coaches. So adding the corporate LLC to title, not the LLC. In Canada, you won't add the LLC. You'll only add the corporation to the title. Okay. Then later, the, the corporation will be the new titled owner. And and check first and see if in your state what Lawrence found out about Saskatchewan, uh, Winnipeg, no, Manitoba. That I believe he said it was Manitoba. That you can put the you can put the name of the corporation on the title, along with you you can add names to it, along with who the effective title owners are right now, and then you take the ti- then you take the um, you or you and your spouse would would remove your names from the title. You can remove your name, and so now it's just in the name of the corporation, and there's no land transfer because that. Corporation was part of the owner in the first place. Okay, so adding the corporation, no LLC, or adding the corporation to title, then later removing yourself from title avoids the deemed sale. Yes, if if your province will allow that. Prince told me, he said, I think that Saskatchewan or Manitoba, which one it was, uh, is the only one that he knows of that does that. So it wouldn't hurt for your own benefit. It wouldn't, and for the benefit of others, it wouldn't hurt. To find that out, does your does your um, province allow um, a corporation to be added to the title along with the people that are already on the title? Uh, does that avoid does that avoid the trans? Yeah, because you're not transferring anything. You just added somebody to it, and then later a couple people resigned. So now the corporation is there. There was no transfer, and Ed agreed with that. We talked about that over uh, over dinner at in uh, at the Woodstock Ontario. Um, um, seminar, okay? Okay, Google Land Transfer Tax Calculator. Okay, that's a good idea. And just put in the put in Google uh, land, tra- land Tax Calculator. No, Land Transfer Tax Calculator. Google that. <laughs> I know I do that all the time, too. Or a lot of times, you guys get this when you, when you type out a, a text to somebody and you... Uh, and then you hit send, and then you look at what you're saying. And, and my smartphone decided to be smart and change some of the words, and uh, can really be embarrassing at times. Okay, the wealth coaches, Google land transfer taxes by province. Oh, Google land transfer taxes by province. I'm going to write that down. Hold on. Google. Um, uh, what's that? Land transfer taxes by. And transfer taxes by province. Thank you. I'll do that. And you will get all the answers. Just did it. Well, James, thank you, brother. You're good at that research stuff. Um, let's see. Oh, is that the is that the uh is that the thing? You know, I don't know how to save that from this talk shoe to um can I copy that and paste it? No. Hold on. Hold on one second. Bear with me. Okay, I got it. 
closed tabs. All right, thank you. Thank you, www.ratehub.ca slash land-transfer-tax. Okay. Um, the Wealth Coaches, I will, thank you. I appreciate that, James. You're very good. Now, guys, I have got to get to some of our questions that were emailed in. We're running out of time here. Um, hi, Michael. I don't want to keep bothering you, but I would like your opinion on what Adam Gilmore can offer us on top of STS. In his response to me, he says, he, we should always have a second opinion, and he would review my, and I say that all the time, too. Don't believe me. If you've, if you've got questions, just as, um, um, what's his name on the blaze, um, Glenn, uh, Glenn somebody, who used to be on Fox, Glenn. Uh, anyway, issues with CRA to determine if STS program is for me. Now, let and regardless of what, Ed knows taxes backwards and forwards. There is not a person in Canada or the U.S. that doesn't need anybody that has the least amount of assets. If you want to protect them, the only way to do it is through the STS program. That should be a no-brainer. And uh, I don't know how long ago you asked uh, Ed about that, but um, it is a no-brainer that an asset protection, uh, he might have meant, is it for you regarding tax situations? I, I would bet that's what he meant now that I think about it, because there's nobody that doesn't need if you've got If you've got any type of investment, whether it's currency, stocks, bonds, gold, silver. See, they can come after your gold and silver in a heartbeat because they can find, if they really want to go after you, they'll find who, where you bought it from, when you bought it, blah, 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 whether you've got it registered or not. They can find it, and then you're going to have to give them a good, in, in, uh, a good uh, reason where that gold and silver is now. Am I correct when I say I have my Trust One and LLC accounts set up? I put all the direct deposits into my trust one no they know you need money to live on guys they know you need groceries you need clothes you need personal items so so you determine what it'll be you determine what you need for your personal income you don't give that personal income up okay or that personal checking account you keep but guys this is so important they just had somebody uh, we just had a client that kept money in several personal bank accounts okay I never, ever said right off the bat, if you've got money in your personal bank accounts, it's protected, okay? And you're going to fight a big battle if that account is in your name. You're, you're going to have to prove to the CRA or the IRS why that isn't your money. And that's silly. You'll never win that battle. But what I want you to do, and, and uh, you've got to get keep everything out of your personal accounts and in your trust one account, or your LLC if you need some money that you transfer it, you assign it, but you take it out every month and transfer it there, okay? Transfer it to the trust. You just keep in your personal account just what you need um, to live on, to make your, and a few bucks extra uh, for, a, for a Dairy Queen once in a while or a hot fudge Sunday, who knows? But anyway, you just keep enough in your personal account to pay the monthly bills. They can take it from your personal account with the bail-ins now. They cannot take it from your, um, um, I guess I've got, to, I've got to start stating that just a little bit stronger. I th and, and most everybody understood it. The guys, the people that understand it are the ones that come on the Monday night calls all the time, you know, and they learn a little bit. I've got, we've got several hundred people that I almost always get a 
and an email from saying, Mike, got a little nugget this this week again. You might go a week with nothing special, but but you everything will be refreshed in your mind again. Okay, even if we go over things. So um you keep everything in that trust account. You're living a different life now. You're living your life as a business. You're not living your life as an individual that that is totally exposed and, and totally vulnerable to losing everything. So when you're when you're thinking about the STS, you're going to learn the most, and I, and I think basically everybody that's had their program for six months or longer realizes this, that once you start your program, that's when the learning process begins. When you start living your life as a business on an everyday basis, and I'm not talking about an LLC, of which is totally, I can take everything out of an LLC when I, if I sued somebody, and I never have, but I could take everything out of an LLC in a heartbeat, okay? Um, you're the owner. You're the member. Um, and you don't want to make anybody else the owner. That would take your stuff and run away with it, okay? So instead of trying to get all the answers before you decide, just look around. We've got thousands of clients across the U.S. and Canada and other countries. Guys, you've got to, you've got to make the decision. Be- being in business for yourself is all about making decisions um, based on the best knowledge you have. This is a solid program. It's protected literally hundreds of people of our clients that have had lawsuits and never lost a dime, okay? Um, so that's what you've got to do. You've got to, you're not going to learn everything. You know, I can read every book out there on flying a plane, but until I get in a plane, turn on that key and, and head down, and I know enough to pull back on the wheel and I go up in the, up in the air. But then learning to control it when you're up in the air and not go upside down and how to land it and everything. You've got to be in the driver's seat, okay? You've got to have a program to really, really. And the program's tax deductible. So what are you really going to lose from it? you just got to say, hey, I like the concept. I believe in, in the program, the people I've talked to that have the program. And, uh, and I'm going to get mine started. That's it. End of story, okay? Uh, thank you. Let's see. Thank you, Mike, for answering I email fast. I just wonder if I need to get a family foundation trust. I hear people talking about it. I thought since you wrote the trust, you would know if we can use this. We've got people that have set up foundations, but guess who the owner is of that foundation or whatever that guy is, that person is? It's trust one. You don't want to start a foundation in your own name because I can. if it's in your name and I've got a reason to sue you or a lawyer comes after you, he'll take everything in your foundation, Okay. So, let's see. Do you have a template, a templated, or other response for such a person, for a person to understand the banking flow better? And that's what I made my my uh, talking points on tonight. Okay, so I will let that that question go. We I think we went over it pretty thoroughly. Um, if that person does have any other questions, they can always contact me again. Okay, um, you have always said that we should transfer our shares in our business to Trust One. Um, yes, well, if it's in your business and it's shares, that means you're a Canadian corporation. Um, what you do is you transfer the shares to Trust One. And as we just seen the, uh, the comment by Hildy, Tells you right to go to the registries, and uh, they they can do it in just a few minutes. Okay. You also mentioned that according to Gilmore, the shares can be transferred at cost. Um, yeah, yeah. There was no Ed said there was no there would be no tax on transferring the shares. Well, wait a minute. 
Ask them at the registry's office. I don't know the answer to that. I remember, Ed, I'm almost positive there would be no cost. You just transfer the name of the shares. Um, okay, because both of my accountants say fervently, fervently disagree. There may be a there may be a tax on a, a cost to transferring the um, the shares, but your your business is now protected. Your business is no more protected now than the man of the moon. Is it worth it to spend a few bucks to protect your business, or is it worth it just to, or do you want to just keep yourself on there as shareholder? And if you have a little fender bender and somebody gets hurt, uh, they're going to sue you. And many times, especially this day and age, or even, not even that. How about bail-ins? How about they come after and take money out of your uh, uh, your your corporate account because you're the shareholder, you're the owner, and they've got it. They think they've got something. To get, you're a citizen, so they come in and take money out of your account. Okay, or how about uh, how about you get sued for any reason, and now they own, and it, and it becomes a serious lawsuit. They own your business. Okay, it's up to you what you want to protect and what you don't, my friends. But uh, me, I want to protect everything I've got. If I got to spend a few bucks now to do it, I can't tell you how many people. We've got over 200 people now that that didn't, didn't uh, start the program and came back to me later. Mike, I needed started right away. Well, what happened? Well, this happened and that happened. Sorry, we can't help you now. It would be considered fraudulent conveyance, and I'm not going to touch you. I, I can't. You you procrastinated and cost yourself your, your business. Now you got the CRA or whoever on your back. And once they get on your back, guys, you've got to get them off. You've got to have Ed Gilmore do his stuff. I don't care what you've got to do. You do not want to go with the CRS or the CRA or the IRS um, hanging over, with that threat hanging over you for the rest of your life. They will. The stress is unbelievable on people that have uh, have lawsuits against them, and, and they're the worst because they got a lot more money, and they'll bother you for the rest of your life. You got to just do whatever you have to do, whatever suggestions Ed or somebody else makes to get you out from under that mess. Then you do it. Okay. Uh, can I set up a rental agreement for my home if it is if it is mortgaged, or do I need to wait until I can pay it off? Uh, we've had a lot of people do this. The mortgage follows the property. It, it, it's nothing more than that. So a lot uh, we've had a lot of people went to their bankers and said, "Hey, I want to put my house in trust. Give me permission to change the legal title in a quick claim deed to my house. Uh, you're protected as well as myself." Then. Uh, we'll we'll put the put a lien on it for the full amount. And uh, as far as I know, in every case, they they said the bank has said, yeah, go ahead and do it. Okay. Uh, to what do I actually tell someone who may ask about the dinar I bought in my name? Uh, how do I tell them I no longer own them? You don't have to tell them a thing. If it's a, if it's an authority, the only thing they're going to ask you when when the RV happens and you go to the wherever you're going to go, whatever bank you're going to have to fill out a FinCEN 104 form. And it'll say where is the title, and you just you can show them the fact that um, Schedule B five where you transferred and you got that notarized. You transferred a Iraqi dinar. You don't put an amount in there. You don't put a value in there. You transferred your Iraqi dinar to the trust. That, as far as I'm concerned, that means every one of them. And the trust is now the owner. And when you do that, you'll just have to show where you've been appointed trustee for the trust. Okay? Uh, can the authorities come to my home to confiscate dinar I hold for the trust? You better not hold. If you've got your program, you better not be holding a single dinar. Uh, you get it out of your name. That's the that's what the super wealthy do. That's not Mike Clark. That's what the super wealthy do, my friend. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to to learn this, but um, you've got to live according to the way they live, and that means you don't own anything. 
Uh, if, you, if they ask you, say, I don't own any dinar. I'm the, I'm the appointed trustee of a trust that owns dinar, but that's as close as I am. And that's the absolute 100% truth, okay? You don't have to answer any questions. Too many people were, were so ingrained now into somebody asks us a question from a, from a government or a CRA or an IRS, we feel we've got to answer them. You don't have to answer them. You just tell them what's the truth. Okay, I don't own anything. What do I say when I go to check on homestead exemption if I can put the home in the trust before it is paid off? Um, right now in Canada, I guess, it's it's paid off. Uh, or rather, it's in homestead exemption exemption automatically, and in most and in the U.S. it is too. Um, but you don't check on home. You don't have to have your house paid off to check on homestead exemption. You've already got it. If you want to find out whether or not, or under what conditions, if you're the trustee and the beneficiary, if it's still in effect, if you transfer it to a trust. Okay. Let's see. Why Indiana? I live in Ontario. We're talking about setting up an LLC. A um, couple reasons for that. First of all. Indiana is one of the few states that's operating in the black now. Secondly, Indiana has some of the best privacy laws in the U.S. And thirdly, that's where our home office is. So that's where we set up our. Uh, that's where we set up the first LLC. Any beyond that, you can set them up in whatever state you want, whatever province you want. But if you're in Canada, I promise you, rather than spend some money on an LLC, you need to have a Canadian corporation. That'll, that'll eliminate all kinds of problems for you as far as deductions and things like that. Okay. Um, but in the U.S., you definitely need this. Our litigation's out of control, and people are are so crazy here. Uh, I, sent, I sent in my application last week. I listened to the call last night, and apparently my house, which I own, cannot be in trust. One, um, I have to create a corporation, and then sell my house to the corporation, uh, and then put the corporation into Trust One. Well, yeah, that's what you got to do. Uh-huh. Uh, it's not my laws. It's Canadian laws, but we've figured out with some of the best minds in Canada, they've, they've shown me what exactly what our clients have to do. They didn't know this program from Adam. They didn't even know a contract, a private contract trust existed. But when I started showing them the advantages of a contract trust, and then we started working on, okay, what do we have to do in Canada? And even our ones in Germany, we had to make a couple exceptions there. We've got two clients there and one in England that I know of. Um, so we have to make, we have to, we have to create and customize the trust documents so they work in each country. Each country is a little bit different. All I see is more money having to be spent in creating this corporation. So if this is correct, please correct me if I am in left field. I understand. Uh, exactly what you're talking about. But again, we didn't do this. We're just trying to, you, you wait until you get sued and everything you own goes on a chopping block, okay? And then an attorney says, I want $25,000 retainer. That's a lot more than the few thousand dollars you're going to uh, pay to get it protected now once and for all, okay? And uh, that's what Ed told people at the seminar. He says, guys, he says, what you're getting here an attorney in Canada, any of the provinces, will charge you fifteen to twenty-five thousand dollars just as a retainer to start. Okay, and and what they will do for you, you can't even begin to match the protection. This is impenetrable protection. Yours is statutory. They'll put you into corporations, into trusts, and blah blah blah. Every one of which can be pierced because you're the owner of each one. Okay, I set up a corporation which cost who knows what. It costs a few hundred dollars in Canada. 
I sell my house to the corporation for the fair market value, whatever that is and however that works. Yeah, you sell your house to the corporation. Okay, I do not... I do not have to pay any taxes on my house because it was my primary residence. Okay, that's true. I move my corporation to trust one. No, you don't. And now my house is protected with the PPSA. You don't move your corporation to trust one. You just make the shareholder of your corporation, the owner of your corporation. You make that trust one. Okay? Trust one becomes the shareholder, which is the owner of your provincial corporation. And now my house is protected. Yes, you can protect the uh, you can protect the corporation with the PPSA lien. Uh, now, when I sell my house, the trust now must do a corporate tax return and pay capital gains on any gains. Yeah, but not from what you've paid already to move it in there. Okay, if you if you've paid the paid the land transfer tax and whatever corporation you're in, I understand your questions, but check to see if you're if you're um, province, whatever province you live in, if they allow that that corporation to, to be um, placed on the title of your house. If they'll do that, and, and the people that told me, I said, I just don't know what the other provinces do. I know that it's either Saskatchewan or, or Manitoba that, that, that will do that. And then, so now it's on there. You're not paying any tax, any uh, capital gains tax or anything. It, it, the title hasn't changed. And even when the others resign, the title hasn't changed. There is a there is a new shareholder in there, but the title hasn't changed. Okay. Uh, now, when I sell my house, the trust must now must do a corporate tax return. And yeah, and you know all these things are true. You've just got if it's not for you, if you feel that's too much, then don't do it. That's all I can tell you. Then don't do it, guys. We're I'm telling you how to put your house in a position. Where, where for anybody to come after it, it's in an impenetrable position now, okay? Impenetrable. Corporation owns it. The corporation is owned by the trust, and the trust has filed a, a UCC lien on everything you own, including that corporation, and everything it owns, including that corporation. But if you, believe me, guys, if you feel this, maybe this isn't for everybody. I know it is, but maybe you feel it isn't. Until you feel comfortable with doing what we know works, then don't do the program. That's all I can tell you. Okay, wow, we've got, we went a little bit over tonight, haven't we? Okay, um, land transfer tax. Okay, hold on. Let me back up here a little bit. Uh, I will email it to you. Okay, Jeanette, uh, highlight, copy, and paste on a notepad. Anything you want to decide? I don't have to because James is going to send it to me. Uh, let's see, from what you were saying, wouldn't I have all my direct deposits sent to Trust One and then deposit to my personal account as needed? No, in many instances, if they, if, it depends where the payments come from. If they will, if they will allow, if they will go ahead and, and deposit to your trust account, and we have people that do that, they will, um, after they've got their program started, now an employer, that's different. A lot of the employers, is not too much trouble. We're not going to do it. So they won't do it with your with your income, okay? But a lot of the other things, Social Security or pensions or things like that, um, you may be RSPs and, and CPPs or whatever they are. I'm not positive. I don't remember. But um, these you can just send a letter to whoever's depositing your checks and don't put the name of the, the account because they've got to pay it to you. Just send them the, and they don't know that you're really the recipient of that, so just send them the new account number and routing number if necessary. 
and um, we've had a lot of people do this, and they just start um, um, sending their checks to that new account. That's all. Um, and you could have them sent to Trust One, but I would take some of your other checks uh, accounts and put them into your personal account so that you've got enough money to pay your bills monthly out of your personal account, what your bills are now, and they're not, not linked to the trust or the corporation. Just uh, have your bills, have, have them um, send it to the trust account. But you've got to have some going into your personal account, too. Again, they know you need to eat, they know you need to have clothes, and they know you, you need to um, um, have personal needs shaving cream, perfume, whatever. Land tra transfer tax is based on percentage of property value. In BC, 354000 is $5,080. Okay, there you go. Now, to sum that's a lot, but it all depends. What are you looking for? Are you looking to get this out from under the, the potential uh, scrutiny of the IRS or the CRA, or the, not the IRS, but the CRA or the Canadian government? or a law, just a plain old lawsuit, if you are, then that $5,000 is a lot cheaper than $25,000 an attorney may charge you uh, after something happens. Okay. Um, this is lost audio from TalkShoe. Okay. Can't do any, I can't do anything about that. Okay. Yes, is cost to transfer names of shares in Canada. Yes, is cost to transfer names of shares in Canada. Okay. I don't know what, yeah, I think I remember now Ed saying that, that anything that you'd have to have the value of the company appraised, not appraised necessarily, but, you know, you could give them a legitimate uh, cost valuation based on what you started with and this and that. Um, I suggest everyone's, but, but again, guys, look at what you're looking at here. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. But you're looking, what you're looking at here is something to, that will protect your business, which is probably your source of income, for the rest of your life. They're not going to be able to, to do bail-ins or forfeitures, or they're not going to be able to freeze your accounts and garnish your wages. None of that. You just have to determine which is worth. There's a few dollars coming out of my pocket, and maybe I don't spend as much in Christmas this year, but get my, get my estate set up properly so that it is absolutely impenetrable, and I, I as a citizen, own nothing. Great wealth coaches. Great stuff tonight, Mike. I emailed you that link. Thank you, um, I know what, Merry Christmas to you too, James, my friend, and to Coral. Um, Eagles, Merry Christmas, Michael, and everyone. Good. Guys, we've got a family here every every Monday night. I thank you for taking the time again this night to uh, let me share some of what I've learned to you. And and as you start to digest it, just as Donald Trump said, he doesn't want any, any Muslims in this country anymore. And at first, everybody just threw up their arms. Get that guy in front of a firing squad. Hang him, at him, hang him by his neck. Listen that, but he's right. He is absolutely right. We don't know which Muslims are coming in, but we do know that basically every every terror attack has been Muslims. I don't have against, anything against the Muslim. If he vets out fine or she vets out fine, but I don't want them coming into my country um, unless we know who they are because you would have to be absolutely ignorant to think that ISIS and Al-Qaeda is not infiltrating those people coming in there. So you're hearing things about about taxes on your property and this and that you're the one that has to determine <clears throat> is this is this what i want to do do i want to protect my truck my property and um, not pay the five thousand eighty dollars or, or the six fifty eight hundred dollars for the for the sts program or 
I wonder what the rest of my life worrying about. Uh, are they, if and when are they going to come down on me for something? And don't think they don't. I, we've got at least, I would say, 50 to 100 clients that have said, Mike, we file our taxes every year, and all of a sudden we get a bill from the CRA. And uh, I'll tell you, I'll finish up with this. I'll tell you exactly why they do. They won't attack you the first year, the second year, or the third year. They'll wait five or six years, and guess why? Because then the interest has accumulated, and also they can add big penalties. And if you think that's not the truth, then you just keep drinking this Kool-Aid and dancing down the yellow brick road. And with that, my friends, God bless each and every one of you. Thank you for taking the time to, to come on with me again tonight. It's always my privilege and honor to share what I've learned with people all over the U.S. and Canada. And remember, we're the two closest countries there are. So good night, God bless, and see you here next Monday, same time, same station. Good night. Good night, Mom and Dad. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.